0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. Brought
1: to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com. We are on the edge of our seats as we watch the Camellia Bowl. Commit- Am I saying that right? I don't know how to say Camellia. Am I saying it right, Camellia? Sounds right. Camellia Bowl. Six and six, Georgia Southern versus six and six, Buffalo. Ooh. Somebody's coming away with a losing record. Somebody's coming away with a winning season. I Once I determine which team is wearing which color, I will give you an update on how the game is progressing. I believe Georgia Southern's in white and is advancing the ball down the field, but it's near the middle of the field. Nobody's a threat to score a whole lot. Yeah. But it's bowl week, so we will keep you updated on all the bowl games. We'll do all our betting on bowl games this week so that you can know what the lines are, so that you can waste your money. There you Assuming go. Assuming you're at a place where it's legal. Sure. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I did not put tunes in the document to request. Sometimes I have like specific tunes that I want. Yeah. I was curious what your move was as far as like, how long does Christmas music play after Christmas? Yeah. Because I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. hmm The stations that play Christmas music tend to, on the 26th, they flip right back. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not alone here. There's a lot of people both, A, you got multiple family or just schedules that are weird or whatever. Yeah. People work. I mean, we see all these athletes that, ha- you know, have games on Christmas Day. Well, then their family might just say, well, okay, well, on the 26th, we'll just do the opening presents and the family meal or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I, I, th- I think you can get value out of easing out playing of it. Christmas music for a couple more days. Now... Again, the twenty seventh. I wasn't going to come in here and be like, "Oh, baby, all Christmas, wall to wall Christmas music." <laughs> yeah. There are a couple that, that that reference you know New Year's. There's a couple that I feel like fit in this between time. Yeah, but um, see, I I have worked at a station in my time where they would play Christmas music all the way until New Year's. It's a little much for me. It's a little much. For me personally, when I'm done doing Christmas things, like... Right. Because I've also... will do the post-Christmas stuff. That's what I mean. Like, in fact, right now, my my family may be gathering. I had multiple different family gatherings, but partly scheduled. Got a sister who lives in New York. Yeah. She came down with her family for a stop in Raleigh, and then they're headed to the beach for a week of vacation with my mom, right? So I could be... At Christmas with them right now for what would be my third or fourth straight day of Christmas. Uh, but instead, their flight it. got delayed. And so. Extend it, though. Maybe. In theory, my voice is there and the rest of them are together. <laughs> yeah. if, they, uh, you know, if they're if they listening to me while we while they open presents, I don't know. But like, it would have made sense to, for them to be playing Christmas music right now because they are doing their first Christmas together. Sure. Even though we are the 27th. Yes. As soon as I'm done doing Christmas things, though, like, I'm good. I'm good. So talk, whenever, whenever, whenever it's Victoria over. is done doing Christmas for things, me personally. the rest of us no, 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 have no. to Just stop for listening me personally, to Christmas music. Like, I'm not listening to it in my car. But hey, if you want to keep listening to Christmas music until June, that's on you. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll talk Christmas music uh, and other topics with Will Brinson, CBS Sports and the Pick Six podcast. Joining us now, Brinson, what's going on?
0: What's up, man? How are you doing? How, happy, uh, happy holidays. Same uh, to you. How long did the Christmas tunes roll in your house? So my mom is pretty fierce about um, the day after Christmas. Like, we, there's there are no decorations left. It's the gone, tree's man. gone. Everything's everything's cleaned up. Um, my brother and I, uh, Charlie, we, we took care of. Uh, we we have a burning barrel here at the uh, here at my parents' farm. <laughs> I think burned everything. Burned the wreaths through the. Uh, Charlie took uh, my my son Robbie on a on a gator ride to go toss the tree on this yes. giant pile of, of, of stuff. Um, and yeah, very uh, very very brinseny. The a Christmas, a very
1: Brinson Christmas involves lots of like outdoor work. We had an oyster roast. Good stuff though. Excellent. But but Christmas is over, decorations out, music is out. Decorations are long gone, yes. And is there um while we're on the topic of Christmas music and because we can make plans for next year, is there a um is there a best jam band Christmas album? Like I don't I Ooh. I don't even really know like this uh i am our, our, our mutual friend,
0: uh, uh, Carl McLean, got to go to uh, Warren Haynes Christmas Jam yes. up in um, up in Asheville, and um, also I think uh, they there was a, a bunch of people who went to
1: smell the glove at Lincoln Theater. Yeah, well, that maybe. yeah, that's that's standard. That always goes down. Maybe, hey, maybe, yeah.
0: maybe I'm, a, I'm not a rally guy. I'm just saying, like I, I don't I don't know that there's a. I think the closest thing is probably. Jimmy Smith's Christmas album, which is kind of
1: you know, it's more of really more blues than No, that that works. But maybe maybe the answer is in, in true like jam band fashion. You can't put out a Christmas album. It's like oh the the show that on the twenty second where they like w- wove into Christmas too. Like it would be it would be a full right, show, right. not just one uh, one Christmas album. Um, all right, let's talk uh, NFL football. I'm going to get to the Panthers in a second, but because the Broncos are fresh in my mind because they fired their coach. Give me the quick summary of what happened with Russell Wilson. How, how can he fall off so far? Well, I would say that one of
0: them, I mean, the biggest answer is probably like, I'm not sure. You know, we saw Russell Wilson hadn't really been good for like 18 months or a year and a half, season and a half now. You know, he suffered that hand injury with the Seahawks last year. Didn't play well after the return. You could sort of chalk it up to the injury, but he quietly hadn't been playing that great before the injury as well. And, you know, I mean, he, he's older. It's, it's not unreasonable to suggest that there could be a, a, a drop off in, in skill set, even though we also, I think we all, at least those of us who have followed Russell's career closely for a long time, believe that he would be a, a good quarterback. You know, he, he told us he was going to play until he's 40 and, and he wanted to do that. And um, I guess when, like, Hall of Fame level quarterbacks tell us that, Brady Rogers, you know, it keeps and it keeps happening. We're just sort of like, all right, all like, if I, if I, yeah, yeah. Russ right. says he's going to play with his forty. Like, why? <laughs> why would he? Why would he not? Um, I, I, to me, I think the biggest problem is that. So, if you look at the timeline for this, they the 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 Broncos fired Vic Fangio, and they go out and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Now the presumption was that when they hired Hackett, they wanted to trade for Aaron Rodgers, who was, uh, you know, Hackett was his old offensive coordinator in green Bay. That didn't work out. Rodgers wanted to stay in in green Bay. And so then they go and trade for Russell Wilson. Well, after that, they go and sell the team to the Walton family who, by the way, the, by miles, the richest owners in the NFL, like five times richer than David Tepper, who's like five times richer than the next guy. (laughs) Um, and so now you have this sort of situation where Nathaniel, you have an ownership group that didn't trade for Russ and didn't hire Hackett, and you have this dynamic of Hackett and Russ weren't really you know brought into they weren't brought into be together. They were excited about each other and excited about the new opportunities. But what happened, Hayes, was you could see it early on in the season. There were all these delay of game penalties. I mean, Peyton Manning explained this on the Manning Cast. It's like basically Nathaniel Hackett was giving Russ three plays. Because Russ wanted ownership of the offense, and he would give him three plays, and then Russ would pick one and call it in the huddle, and then the Broncos would go out and run that. Well, that's just not how you need to run an offense. Like this, this is an extra layer of complexity that's wildly unnecessary. And I think that sort of got them off sync, you know. And, and once the pressure starts to build on an NFL team like that, it, it just became too much for the Broncos. I, I mean, I w- I want to believe that Russ is not washed and that he can come back and have a productive season next year. But if somebody told me that he's done being a great NFL quarterback. I would kind of believe it. I mean, just given how he played this year, certainly you're going to have to, you're going to want to find a coach who is an offensive guru that can try and get Russ back on the right track.
1: Yeah. It's just been interesting to watch. And, uh, uh, he's a, he's a guy that, um, like you said, we believed him when he said he could play for a long time because he seems like one of those take care of your body, work out, you know, diligently. Am I crazy? I, I know it's not right these days to fat chain people. I'm not trying to do that, but doesn't didn't he just look bigger? Looks a little. It looks a little thicker. That's looks like he looks. He looks like I feel like <laughs> like, like, like
0: post holidays. You know. I mean, yeah. Yes. Where, yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And I mean, just in the sense of like, you know, like I'm not, I haven't been like gorging myself, but I've had, you know, I don't normally eat three chocolate chip cookies a day. And, and maybe, you know, the last couple of days I have. And so you, you feel a little thicker and, and yeah, Russ, Russ does look a little thicker. I tend to agree with that. And so you wonder, did he get out of shape? Like what, like what's the deal? Um, I believe it was, I think it was the owner, uh, Greg Penner, who's, who's like a, the grandson-in-law of the, of the, Walmart founder who just did a press conference like literally five minutes ago and said that you know they don't think the problem is Russ, but that Russ is going to have to work and focus and die and, and, and really dive in this offseason to correct some of the issues that they had. So, in other words, sort of a message sent to Russ, but wouldn't expect him to move on. It would be way too prohibitive from a salary cap perspective.
1: Yeah, uh, Will Branson joining us from the Pick Six podcast at CBS Sports. Uh, if Russell needs to look for guidance in turning things around, he needs to look no further than Los Angeles, where Baker Mayfield has resurrected his career in like two games how do you here's the thing that this is naked eye I don't get deep into the tape and obviously I'm not watching as much NFL football as even like hardcore fans certainly not guys who analyze the game I can understand how a quarterback can go from a bad team to a better team and look better that makes sense to me in in theory that's not crazy but it felt like Baker was making throws where it was like, regardless of what the play call here was or whether the offensive line is blocking, he threw it to this guy 15 yards away. And the passes looked like they fluttered and like weren't sharp. And like, it looked like they thought he couldn't throw the ball much more than 20 (laughs) yards. And you didn't see much evidence to suggest they were wrong in calling plays like that. Like, and so that does seem weird to me when it goes from he seemed like either injury still hadn't recovered or, or whatever it was not sharp to, I mean looks like a very not not great but like a a very much a starting NFL quarterback which is very much not what he looked like at any time with the Panthers. Yeah, I mean like with the Panthers he looks
0: worse than Sam Darnold and yes. now with like and and now with now with the Rams it's like oh you know this guy looks like. He could be a um, you know be be the reason why they let Matthew Stafford walk this already. Like, yeah. You know, if Matthew Stafford retires, they'll be fine this all yeah. season. Uh, I mean the best the best guess that I would have, and it's a great question because it's it, it's hard to say. I mean he's not you know he, by the way he's the first uh, quarterback in NFL history to start for and 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 obviously to lose a game with three teams in the same calendar year because he lost with the Browns in sure. January 2022 lost to the Panthers in, in several times, and then lost to the Rams uh, his first game there. Um, good luck is anybody else replicating that.
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, they keep adding games. See, now more people are going to be playing games, in, you know. In January, in, right, in, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so, but yeah, like the final week of the season is January 8th. It's pretty gross. Yeah, you can get two games um, in.
1: You, you got you got multiple chances to lose a game there late in the season now. Yeah, in the new sorry.
0: year. Exactly. So um, I, I think the best answer would be, Uh, Sean McVay, and that's not necessarily me saying that Sean McVay's a genius and that's why he's, you know, he's like just fixed Baker Mayfield. But I think sometimes, and you see, we saw this with like Carson Palmer and Bruce Arians, or if you want to dial it back even further, like Rich Gannon and John Gruden, where later in somebody's career, and it doesn't have to be the end of their career, for example, Baker, you just end up with a really good fit for not only your personality, but for your skill set as well. And I think that Sean McVay... Baker Mayfield are very similar in terms of their competitive intensity and um and and their desire to win and just just, I I think that they just sort of clicked the second he got there and I think that's really interesting for the future of the Rams because there there is a chance Matthew Stafford walks away after this offseason you know he's had tons of health issues Uh, I I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he did um you know as a Matthew Stafford as the Matthew Stafford stand of the NFL media (laughs) I, I don't I don't want him to but um you know do what's best for your health and if that happens I think Sean McVay who would definitely consider going into television would also be very enthused about staying in LA if Baker was there. They know Aaron Donald's coming back. You've got Cooper Cup returning. Um, I think I think that's probably it more than anything else. Baker, I believe, has had now in his career. 0013, or text Adam to 600 Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina
1: registered investment advisor.
0: McVeigh is either his sixth or seventh head coach, and, like, he's in his fifth year. I mean, it's, it's or play, maybe it's a play caller, but, you know, he had, um, you know, he had, Hugh Jack- let's see, he had Hugh Jackson when he started, and then Hugh was fired. He had, uh, was it Greg Williams as the interim, and then he had Freddie Kitchens, uh, and I mean, yeah. Then he had two two guys with the Panthers. I mean, and now Sean McVay. I mean, it's it's an insane list of uh, of of just play callers that he's had to deal with. And so I, you know, you sort of wonder, like, maybe this is also the first competent play caller, competent head coach that he's had in his career too.
1: Yeah, Britson joined us from the Pick Six podcast. Um, you know, more, more power to Baker Mayfield. But it was it's a stunning turnaround to see what he's doing. Uh, the other interesting thing for quarterback play for the Panthers this year, and I described it earlier, is like. Sam Darnold being average is awesome for the Panthers. He threw 15 of 22 for 250 yards, one touchdown, no interception. We do not need spectacular quarterback play. We need average, never terrible quarterback play to, to shine as a team. And that's what they do. What is the move now for the Panthers? Because, I, again, I feel like there, there's part of you that says all they need is a quarterback to complete the solution, right? They obviously have a good defense, they could use another playmaker on offense, but, like, if, if Hubbard and Deontay Foreman are a good backfield and DJ Moore is a, a good, consistent uh, piece, they could be good. But is the move now I, – I guess as a fan, I'm tired of, like, just guessing on the next quarterback, right? Right. And I know you are always guessing when you draft or whatever, but I'm like – Am I talking myself into Sam Darnold? Like, add another piece or two to the draft that are playmakers. And, like, let's see what we can do with a season of just average quarter- – be the 17th best quarterback in the NFL, and let's have the number one defense and, like, a top five rushing. And we, we're we not going to win the Super Bowl, but that could get us to the NFC Championship. Am I crazy to get, getting excited yeah, about Sam Darnold?
0: Maybe a little crazy. <laughs> all but- right, all right. Well, but I, I think that there's a large segment of Panthers fans, and I've I've heard from – um, my, my cousins who came in town from Charlotte over Thanksgiving and then cu- you know, and like, uh, and then, you know, more cut, like more, like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, how it's like, you, you go to, you know, you have, you have people over for the holidays and you,
1: you, they, they want to talk about do. the Panthers.
0: Yeah. Right. They want to, yeah. They want to ask you like, Hey, so, uh, what's the deal with uh, Steve Wilkes? And I'm like, all right. You know, I mean, I have no problem talking about it, obviously, but it's like everybody sort of, it feels like the, there's a large se- segment of Panthers fans who, and i would be really curious to see how this plays out. But like, would be like you say, kind of fine. Like, let's just roll Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold back out there next year, even if they just miss the, miss the playoffs. Like, just add some pieces and see if this is a a win, potentially winning formula or a 500 formula, or like maybe more, given how you know Tom Brady could be gone from this division. Um, the Falcons don't look like you know. None of these teams would look like the Panthers. If Tom Brady leaves. The Panthers could just be the favorite doing
1: this division <laughs> with, 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 with a seven point five uh, over under win to projected win <laughs> total to be the favorites <laughs> in the division. But like, but I think the problem is
0: I would just be so surprised if David Tepper was willing to go that route himself because I think he is so driven by the idea of a superstar quarterback and so driven by the idea of a superstar coach. Now, what may happen is the, the question becomes like. You know, with Steve Wilkes as an interim, and then Sam Darnold as a free agent, like would he be? Is he, he could easily go out and try to find you know interview Wilkes, try and find try and land, land some big fish in the coaching game, and then when he realizes he can't, and it's likely he will realize that, uh, come back and get you know get Wilkes, and then you go and sign Darnold, who may be comfortable playing in Carolina now that he you know, he if he knows the coach and he knows the system and he know and he believes that it's a good fit for him, so. I think it's still on the table. I would just be it just given how David Tepper has played his cards so far as an owner. I would just be surprised if he was willing to accept the status quo coming out of this year.
1: Uh, it's crazy. I will say on on principle, I I can say there's nothing to do with Steve Wilkes. I am an anti promote the interim guy in, in general. So like that one is a is a is a little bit easier. And like yeah, you got to maybe you got to go to Steve Wilkes and ask him what he does want to where he does want to be a part of the team moving forward. But I I'm on team. Don't promote the interim. Promoting the, the interim is usually a bad idea because the interim is usually given the
0: benefit of the doubt by the players. To to, to they're yeah. more motivated and they play harder, and it sort of feels like a flash in the pan. Now, having said that, Wilkes has been with this team a long time. He's been a head coach before. This is not like some random guy with no experience whatsoever who um, you know got a got a shot at being the. The, the interim head and, and, and he's been an interim head coach for like longer than Matt Rule's been the head coach this year too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> um, It feels like a little more than interim. All right. Final question for you, Will Brinson, what's your guess for the number one most purchased alcohol at North Carolina ABC stores in the year 2022?
0: Oh, that's a great question. uh Like, like, as in like vodka or bourbon or uh,
1: no, 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 no. We're talking brand. We're going brand brand. Okay. Yeah. Um... You could get this. You could get this. It's it's like I feel like you see it around a lot and it's 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 one of those like it's it's good enough that everybody would get it, even if you is it is it is it is it, it dark or clear? I'll give you that. Hint. Say,
0: it's clear. I'll say, Tito, I'll say Tito's. I'll say Tito's
1: You are correct, sir. Well yes. then oh, this he does not necessarily have to know alcohol, he just knows other people's alcohol. Um <laughs> tito's just seems it does seem like standard, right? You're like, uh, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna well. do.
0: I didn't know if this was a because um, uh, you know you got to factor in the summer months. You, you you're not going to have you know you're going to be pounding bourbon in the summer months. That's
1: true. Smart
0: Tito's year round. Now I thought it might be a trick question, like related to tequila. I was going to go Espolon Blanco, but I think Tito's is so just. If you bring Tito, if you have Tito's at your party, no one is going to give you crap about the quality of your alcohol without you having to spend up at, like, you know go get some Grey Goose or something like that.
1: You are correct. Um, will Brinson, he knows NFL, and he knows North Carolina ABC <laughs> stores. We will give you more from that list later in the show. Brinson, enjoy the rest of your holiday week uh, and enjoy, uh, I guess, J.J. Watt retirement news or whatever. J.J. Watt
0: retiring. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. And, of course, Friday, Amtrak. Mayonnaise.
1: Uh, Dave Doran. You'll be there at the Mayo Bowl. Uh, have, fun. have fun, my man. Good to see you. Bye.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done.